0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. I'm delighted that we're joined today for The Culture Club by Cathy Jordan, who of course is known to so many of you for her tremendous work over the years with the traditional group Dervish, but also performs on a solo basis and has also brought out a new album with Fergal Murray called Storybook, The Songs of Brendan Graham. Cathy, thank you very much for being with us. So tell us, why have you decided to do this interpretation of the songs of Brendan Graham? And for those who may not be familiar with him, and they should be, just tell us a bit about him.
1: Well, Brendan is one of our best known and best loved uh, composers and writers. He's, um, I suppose, best known for um, the worldwide uh, hit of You Raise Me Up, which was recorded in over 100 countries by, you know, over 100 artists like Josh Groban and Westlife. But he's also um, a winner of two Eurovisions with Rock and Roll Kids and, and The Voice, And, you know, has success with Celtic Woman and, you know, has been recorded by everyone from Josh Groban, as I said, Westlife. So he's been, he's well loved and well respected and well recorded. He has two big sellout shows in the National Concert Hall coming up on Saturday and Sunday night uh, with artists such as uh, myself and Fergal, of course, and... Uh, Emer Quinn and uh, Roshan O'Reilly and uh, Camilla Sullivan, Sean Keane, Anthony Cairns, the National Symphony Orchestra and some members of the Dublin Go- Gospel Choir with uh, conducting done by the wonderful David Brophy. So,
0: and what is it about his music that you like so much? Because I know you've worked with him, haven't you, for decades at this stage?
1: I have. Um, it's over three decades the first time uh, Brendan and I met. Brendan used to be chairman of EMRO so we we met him in that capacity when we were starting out as a band and I, I didn't know at the time he was a writer, but he, he was and he had written also a book and he had songs to go with that book called The Whitest Flower. So I uh, demoed some of those songs. So that goes way, way back. Um, I was the first to do a demo with Fergal of um, uh, songs like The Fair Hair Boy and *Isle of Hope, *Isle of Tears, which went on to be great success for uh, Sean Keane and now it's gone full circle back to, to this album. We just love the simplicity of voice and piano and as Brendan has often said, if to let the song speak and if if uh, it doesn't work with voice and piano it doesn't matter what you throw at it after that if if it doesn't work in its simplicity uh, it won't work uh, you know. Before you layer on all the other instruments. Exactly, yeah. So uh, he just loved the the simplicity of all of those and a conversation um, came with the three of us to to, to make that album a, a simple album of... Uh, it was originally maybe 20 songs, but we whittled it down to... I think there's 10 on there now.
0: Well, we're going to play a bit of one of them from the album storybook. Here is Cassie with Fergal Murray on Winter, Fire and Snow. songs of Brendan Graham. Cathy, you have a very wide range of musical interests, don't you? I think we get that from our culture club, but obviously with Dervish, which you probably be best known for, but last year even you did albums with jazz musicians and more traditional music. Tell us about the wide range and what you like in singing.
1: Well, I I just always loved a good story and, you know, before I honed in on traditional music uh, I mean, I I wasn't really um, I, I, I wasn't really thinking of genres. I mean, music was music and it didn't matter what form it took. Um, did you not grow up with traditional music in the Ed, household? It was there. It There was all 78 records. My father sang great ballads so did my mother. Um, but also you'd hear, you know, Elvis and lots of American country music and uh, we got sent records from America and I had a neighbour who had a vast record collection that uh, he introduced me to everything from John Prine to Graham Parsons and uh, Emmylou Harris and uh, Loudon Wainwright and all those great You clearly songs.
0: like your country music
1: so. I do. It's a particular type of country music that I like and I still like. And I think it's true of a lot of people in Ireland. We have one foot in Ireland and the other one in America... Uh, musically. Um, very long legs obviously. Your long legs have brought you to places
0: <laughs> like performing with Dervish at the Great Wall of China at the Rock and Rio Festival which I believe there was a quarter of a million people present at.
1: That's right uh, it was a, a very lucky year to, to, to get that call because it was a year they were um, doing tweeners between the main acts world music tweeners uh, so one day we played in between Sheryl Crow and Neil Young and had their audience and uh, the next day we played between um, uh, Iron Maiden and Sepultura, and we had their audience. <laughs> right. So it was. How did that quite, go down for you? It was absolutely astonishing how um, you know how they really got traditional music. I mean, it's it's very accessible. You know, there's the rhythms. Um, they were able to change from reels to jigs. They they were very clued into exactly what we threw at them. They sang along. Uh, you know and was a sea of people long haired uh, on the heavy metal day at least uh, you know black t-shirts long hair you know headbangers from one end of the field to the other I'm sure Uh, you've seen plenty of them in Ireland as well (laughs) not so much at our gigs
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you've been along with the presidents and Taoiseach cultural ambassadors to not just China Latvia Lithuania music has helped you see the world
1: it certainly has, uh, you know, pinched myself. We're, we're only a month back from Japan as well. And uh, uh, and the older you get, the, the more um, astonishing it is to be, um, you know, t- to know that you learned these songs and tunes from neighbours and friends and old recordings. And it's all very much, you know, um, uh, community-based in Ireland. And then you see people um, in Japan playing harps and concertinas and pipes and Shannos dancing and you know it's extraordinary how the music has travelled and it's it's really humbling. There was two Cayley bands from Japan in the All-Ireland Fly last year for instance so you know it's growing all the time and mushrooming, you know, here and there all over the world. It's, it's it's fantastic.
0: Let's get to your Culture Club choices. And your first single is nothing related to anything you've mentioned so far. And this is one I very much remember from being a young fella as well. You've picked one of the Police's singles as your first.
1: That's right. Well, myself and my sister Rose, and I, uh, really it's Rose that uh, bought this single. I mean, we lived a kind of a sheltered life in rural Roscommon. Uh, we had a gramophone Uh, until it fell asunder and then thankfully one day someone bought a record player but we didn't have much access I think our nearest record shop was like 20 miles away so uh, to have any kind of music that wasn't uh, 78 records um, so she it was her that got that first um, um, single and like everything else we had to share so um, so the police, uh, and I think that was from Yatamandata.
2: Saint Yatamandata. Yeah. That's it, yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, we we were big fans, and we had posters of of them all up on the on the walls. That uh, the one wall actually in the bedroom that our mother allowed posters to go up on because uh, yeah, it was the chimney wall, and better see posters than soot leaking out from the chimney breast. <laughs> <laughs> the track. Don't stand so close to me.
3: Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy She wants her so badly
1: Knows what she wants to be Inside her, there's longing This girl's an open page Upmarket, she's so
2: close now This girl is half his age Don't stand
1: I think it was a teacher at on one stage before the police <laughs> yes, I, I, I believe you're right yes yeah. but it, it, it stands the test of time and he's such a fantastic writer and you know his his songs have have lasted over the years and, and can be covered in all sorts of um, flavours have you covered any police songs? Uh, no you should well I, when I get home, you pick out some <laughs> things that you might like to. Okay,
0: for favorite album, you've given us two albums, and that's allowed because one is traditional and one is non-traditional. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your trad choice by Martin O'Connor, "The Road West."
1: Well, um, Martin O'Connor is, is one of our finest um, accordion players and exponents of the tradition. This record, though, is is all his own compositions, and they're steeped in the roots of of tradition and um, It's one of these albums I I put on, you know, after I I have managed the party in my house and those parties that have uh, all your friends and um, you're sorry that the party has ended and you're kind of a little bit shook the next day and a little bit tender and hungover and sad. And you also have to clean the house. So... uh, On the road west goes with Martin O'Connor, and it's you feel instantly. I feel instantly better, and that's your hangover cure. It is, and and no surface is is uh, escapes the dishcloth, you know, uh, or or the Hoover, (laughs) and you just feel much better. It's so cheeky. It's it's um, brilliantly written. I think one of the tunes he reckons was shook out of him on a car journey uh, in the west. Another one is uh, two goats rutting on a mountain, but you can hear it's a, the music is so visual and descriptive and it's, it's really wonderful stuff.
0: The track we have is Sunshine and Showers. you're going to start scrubbing down the surfaces <laughs> for us here in the studio I there the way your hands really. were going <laughs> I can see why that works you, that's great stuff,
1: great stuff. and Seamie O'Dowd a uh, wonderful guitar player from Sligo is uh, is playing with him and uh, uh, Carl Hayden and Jim Higgins, they're just fabulous musicians
0: Then you picked a non-trad album as well
1: Yes, uh, Cobblestone Runway by uh, Ron Sexsmith. I've long been a fan of Ron Sexsmith's writing um, he's Canadian songwriter, and uh, I first came across him at a Stan Rogers festival um, in Canada. And uh, we were all staying in this motel, and the walls were like paper. And we had just got in and was going to bed for the day to have a rest before the gig. And uh, there was somebody playing in the room next door, and in the between the paper wall and and me was. Um, it was Ron Sexsmith anyway, the, the other side of the room. And his songs just really captured my imagination. His voice was incredible. Um, a song that's on this album that you might be familiar with um, is called There's Gold in Them Hills, which uh, I was lucky enough to record with him, Dervish and himself, at uh, Sligo Live back in 2006. So it holds a special place in, in my heart. And it's just such a lovely, lovely album.
0: Okay, now for a favourite band, you've nominated a band that, unfortunately, I actually know nothing about, I've never heard of. The Foghorn String Band.
1: Yes, well, uh, probably because they're really, really great friends of mine and they're just a party on wheels with instruments. You know, they just... They're like you. Sound like you like a party. I, I uh, do I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could be right. Um, so it's Caleb Clowder, um and uh, Reeb Williams. They're they're based in in uh, Portland, Oregon, but they're uh, they play Appalachian, high spirited, old time Appalachian music. And Caleb s- sounds a lot like Hank Williams actually when he sings. They come in different guises. There's the Cl- Cl- Caleb Clowder country band, and then. There's the Foghorn String Band, there's four of them, and then there's, you know, they come in duos, trios, but no matter what way they come, it's just the best party and the great music, and you just, you know, it's just wall-to-wall special. Let's hear a little bit from
0: Foghorn String Band. This is Ruben's Train. Of musical influences to create that sort of American sound, how much of that do you think has actually come from traditional Irish music?
1: Well, I mean that's always part of the debate, uh, you know. And and certainly, they were very influenced by Irish music and Scottish music, but also, you know, the uh, the banjo playing and jazz and all sorts of music. That's why I say the fusion. Yeah, I mean uh, all the musics were, were part of it. Um, and yeah, um, it's it's wonderful stuff, though. So high spirited. It's it's like we we take they took from us, and now we take back from them. It, it's an ebb and flow that kind of continues over the the generations.
0: Okay, just to finish music in this part of the Last Word Culture Club with Cathy Jordan, the lead singer of Dervish, who has just released with Fergal Murray's storybook, the songs of Brendan Graham. You must have been at countless gigs, so I'm fascinated that the one that you have picked is from the Longford Banjo Festival, Guy Clark.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good few years ago now. Um, yes, and I have been at so many gigs, but I was—I don't think I was ever as moved. I wept, and uh, um, it was just so uh, heart-wrenching. Um, here he was; he's in his seventies at the time, and he was singing all these songs that I, I don't know. T- touched my my heart and soul um, like um, Desperado's Waiting for a Train I think you're going to play a we wee piece of that and he's somebody that whose music I've lived with since I was a kid and that neighbour Colum Casey introduced me to all these different um, songwriters from around the world and he had an album called Old Number One that this song is on and I have I played it to death I think I have um, wore out Three or four different versions of, of the. Of and the then album. seeing him play live? And then seeing him play live. You know, I, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. It was just really special.
0: Let's hear not from the Longford Banjo Festival. We don't have the audio from that. But this is uh, the late Guy Clark singing Desperados Waiting for a Train. And then the day before he died, I went to see him.
3: And I was grown and he was
0: Another verse to that old
3: song Come on, Jack, to some bitches coming And we're just waiting for
0: we need to take a break Cathy Jordan will be back for more of her Culture Club after this Welcome back. Cathy Jordan, the lead with Dervish, is with us. Her new album with Fergal Murray is Storybook, The Songs of Brendan Graham. But let's get away from the music and let's talk about our other Culture Club choices. We ask everyone who takes part for favourite movie, actor, director. You have gone for John Malkovich in Dangerous Liaisons, a great movie from the late 1980s, I think.
1: 1988, I think, yeah. It wasn't a particular box office uh, success, but I just love um, a sucker for for the period dramas, you know, all the garb and the the outfits and the ostentatiousness of it all. Um, But
0: the malice with which he played his part.
1: Oh, my God. And the jealousy, lust, revenge, you know, it's it's not unlike um, many a folk song, you know. So I think lots of folk songs are little period dramas in themselves as well. So um, maybe that's why I'm drawn to it.
0: Let's hear a little bit of Jean Malkovich and Michelle Pfeiffer in a scene from Dangerous Liaisons.
2: You're only five minutes late but I get so frightened. I become convinced I'm never going to see you again. My angel. Is it like that for you too?
3: Yes. At this moment, for example, I'm quite convinced I'm never going to see you again. (laughs) What? I'm so bored, you see. It's beyond my control.
2: Do you
3: mean well after all it's been four months so what I said it's beyond my control do you mean you don't love me anymore my love had great difficulty outlasting your virtue it's beyond my control
0: it's that woman isn't it
3: you're quite right I have been deceiving you with Emily among others it's beyond my control
0: Why are you doing this?
3: There's a woman. Not Emily. Another woman. A woman I adore. And I'm afraid she's insisting that I give you up. It's beyond my control.
2: Liar! Liar!
3: You're quite right. I am a liar. And it's like your fidelity, a fact of life, no more nor less irritating, certainly beyond my control. Stop it.
0: Oh, the drama <laughs> in that. He was such, I think the word would be a cad, isn't it? Yes,
1: absolutely. And
0: Glenn Close was in that as well, wasn't Glenn she? Close,
1: Michelle Pfeiffer. Uma, Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman? Yeah. It's
0: Michelle a great movie mm. from back then. Okay, that's your choice. But you've also gone for a musical for us. And which one is it?
1: Um, I I thought about it for a while because I, I, I do love the really old musicals, but I, I think my favourite is Singing in the Rain. Uh, Gene Kelly who uh, directed it or was co-directed it and choreographed it and performed in it danced in it uh too much talent for one person it's it, oh, it goes all the way back to 1952 um his co-star is um Debbie Reynolds and as good a dancer as Gene Kelly is you have to uh, Debbie you have to give her the credit because she did it all backwards in high heels. And, um, of course, uh, Donald O'Connor uh, as Cosmo, he was absolutely brilliant doing um, Make a wife, make a wife. Uh, some just great songs in it. I, I have memories of watching it with my mother. She would be from that era uh, way back when on Lazy Sunday Afternoons
0: let's move on to books because you had nominated a book which I love and then you nominated a second book I'm going to start with the first one you nominated it was from last year, or the, year before, the year before, 2022 Louise Kennedy's Trespasses
1: that's right, uh, Louise is a personal friend of mine, she lives across the wall in Sligo and uh, it's just wonderful watching um, her, her um successes in the last few years um, The End of the World is a cul-de-sac was her first uh, book of short stories and then Trespasses uh, fantastic uh, novel and she's just gone from strength to strength It to
0: just catches idea. 1970s Northern Ireland, absolutely, absolutely perfectly. perfect, note perfect absolutely, agreed and a great story in it as well, I was gripped by it let's hear a little bit of Breed Brennan reading from the audiobook of Trespasses
2: Most of the men who drank in the pub did not get ashes on Ash Wednesday or do the Stations of the Cross on Good Friday or go to Mass on Sunday. It was one thing to drink in a Catholic-owned bar, quite another to have your pint pulled by a woman smeared in papish war paint. Kushla buffed until the skin on her forehead was pink, the serviette blackened, flittered. She tossed it in the bin. Eamon muttered something under his breath. The only word she could make out was "Egypt." The regulars were lined along the counter. Jimmy O'Kane, the single egg he bought for his tea bulging in his breast pocket. Minty, the school caretaker who got through so much Carlsberg special brew the pub won an award for having the highest sales in Northern Ireland, even though he was the only customer who drank the stuff. Fidel, in his khaki cap and tinted glasses, By day, he measured mint imperials and clove rock in his mother's sweet shop. By night, he was brigadier of the local branch of the Ulster Defence Association. A fitter from the shipyard called Leslie, who didn't speak until he was drunk, and one night told Kushla he'd love to bath her.
0: Some wonderful trespasses by Louise Kennedy read there by Breed Brennan. But you have another selection for us as well.
2: I have
1: because it's um, it's fresh in my mind because I'm reading it at the moment um, because I'm doing a collaboration with the writer. Uh, His name is Timothy O'Grady. The book is called uh, I Could Read the Sky. And it's it's a very poignant and sad tale of an immigrant um, from Ireland who goes to London and he's lying in... uh, in his bed in London, remembering back to, uh, you know, his youth in in Donegal. And um, it's just such a sad insight into the loneliness of of these immigrants and um, how this immigrant was, he was so um, brilliant at doing many things that were, you know, like um, he could read the sky and he'd know when a cow was calving and he could make a basket and he could mend baskets and mend nets and things that were useful um, in his life in Donegal but served little purpose in, in London and that reading um, and the collaboration um, is happening next Friday in the Knoll, in the Seamus Ennis Centre in the Knoll as part of the Temple Bar Trad Festival at 8.30 myself and Louise and Michelle Mulcahy are providing the music to his readings so it's a really beautiful book and if you can come along to the gig that will be
0: wonderful as well Now, favourite TV show you've plumped for the Sopranos
1: oh god yes Um, hard to believe it's 25 years since it came out Um, I'm not sure I was watching it from the very beginning but I caught up on all the box sets subsequently um, and my cats uh, I I got kittens at the time when I was binging on on the Sopranos Uh, so one of the cats is called uh, Anthony Soprano and the other one is Christopher Multisanti and uh, they're both thugs um, from Sligo (laughs) uh it's just so wonderful the, the 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 depth of the characters and you know they're absolute some of them are absolute psychopaths but you end up rooting for them and liking them and uh um you know um Standing up for them, even though they're, they're bad. You're not supposed You're to. You're not supposed <laughs> to, yeah. So it's very multi-layered for me.
0: Let's uh, hear a little bit from the Pine Barrens episode of Sopranos. This scene, and we have to give you the mild language warning, features James Gandolfini as Tony, Tony Sirico as Polly, and Michael Imperoli as Christopher.
3: Take it easy. We'll find it. I'm busy. My head is killing me. Hello? It's a bad
0: connection, so I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is some kind of ex-commando or some shit.
3: He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. T? T, that you? Ah damn it. I didn't hear what you said, Tone. It's
0: bad connection, so I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nice, huh? He was with the Interior Ministry. Guy's I've got a Russian Green Beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you.
3: There is Paulie. Paul? Paul, you there? Uh, call me back! You're not gonna believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an inferior decorator. His house looked like shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> Stuff.
0: Okay, to finish we ask everyone for a buried treasure and you have a very personal one to offer us.
1: Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what the question meant but my buried treasure uh, in the house at home is a collection that I was given um, from f- friends who are downsizing and getting rid of all their uh, bits and pieces from the house and they gave me a uh, very large record collection and uh in that record collection was some really rare and wonderful um vinyl records um a lot of Alan Lomax's collection you know of which for a folk singer uh, uh, such as myself you know it's like just gold um you know or songs of seduction and body ballads and you know f- or field recordings and things like that plus uh, lots of uh, other records the um body band records and vinyl and planks D records and do you still use the record player and put on the old vinyl oh i do yes i i just recently got a new record player the last one packed in on me so i got one before christmas so i have it in the living room now and the every time uh, i pass a record goes on so uh so i can be
0: you give me the impression of somebody who never leaves there's always music going on in the house is there
1: there is yes. I I don't know which way to turn. You know the the uh, MP3 player, the record player, the you know YouTube channel, Spotify. I don't know where to go, but uh, it's all happening. Yeah.
0: Kathy Jordan, it's been great having you on the program. Thank you for being with us. The last word with
3: Matt Cooper weekdays from four thirty.